1: Yo, 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 party people, Robert here, and you are blessed because we are at the last of our episodes that we are throwing back to while we have been on break, a little hiatus in the middle of the season, and this particular uh, episode sits so beautifully with me because it was our first episode, and it was on the benefit of the doubt. And it's fitting that um, I am coming to you talking about it, sharing some thoughts. So I have some thoughts here and I'll have some thoughts uh, later in the episode. But I was one of, I think I was the one who originated the topic in our group chat. And it came out of so much frustration that I was seeing related to this term, benefit of the doubt, and how it was almost looked upon, and it is looked upon as something that's almost biblical, that it is something that is required of Christians and that it is something that we should give away. And for me, I will say here, and I'll have more thoughts later, is so many things have happened since we first recorded this. We have seen controversy after controversy in church spaces. We have had um, a pandemic (laughs) and we have gone through really rough times as a society and individually, right? In my own life, I've seen so many things. And I would say that this notion that we should extend the benefit of the doubt to people who have not earned that place, uh, I think it is at the core of why so much spiritual abuse has these lasting ramifications, right? We have extended benefit of the doubt to people who have hurt us, right? And I think at the heart of the deconstruction movement and, yay, yeah, even the evangelical movement is this notion of broken trust broken places where people have extended the benefit of the doubt so with that said get into some of our early thoughts um, our young voices and i'll be back later in the episode welcome to three black man podcast three black men <laughs> three black men so this is our first official episode welcome fellas
0: Chad Rack Meshack, and a Bad Negro. Let's oh, go. Bad God. Negro. Man. <laughs>
1: so I'm excited. What how are you guys doing? What do you guys feel about this new
0: podcast? It's, it's lit, man. Let's go. Like I'm I'm so ready. Yo, we out
2: here. Hey, <laughs> it's too late now, ain't it? We, we in, we we in there like yeah.
0: swimwear. Let's go. We baby. out here, ain't we? <laughs> And we should probably introduce ourselves for the uninitiated, right? Yes, um, truly. Yeah, man. I'm Trey. I don't know how to act. It is what it is. Y'all can follow me on Twitter at Pastor Trey05.
2: So y'all can see him not act right.
0: There <laughs> you go.
2: <laughs> I'm Sam. Uh I'm a bit rough around the edges. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, but we're here, man, and we love God. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SamG0727. Oh,
1: that's that bot account. Um was <laughs> 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 a Russian troll right there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Father God. Um, so I'm Robert <laughs> <laughs> and I do act right most of the time. <laughs> Especially in public. Yes, in public. Yes, <laughs> in public. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Um, especially in comparison to my compatriots. And um, you can I'm follow offended. me. You can follow me on Twitter at Robert J. Monson. But don't be hurt feelings. Uh, don't <laughs> get beside
2: yourself out here get, in these Twitter beside, streets.
1: Because I do drop some truths, <laughs> but I do make you laugh. And cry too.
0: So um He never yeah. made me cry, dog. Yeah. Well, it was that
2: one that
1: time. There was, was, was that one
0: time. It was, <laughs> that, that, was that. <laughs> that one time. That one time at band camp. We're not here to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. oh,
1: so um, so on the podcast today, I'm excited because we are going to be talking about the benefit of the doubt, how we extend the benefit of the doubt how that concept has been co-opted, how it's been colonized, who should who should we give the benefit of oh, the you doubt started
0: off all real. We we five minutes in you already dropped the C-word. We talked yeah. about um, already let's who, go.
1: Who should we give so, the benefit of the doubt to? Games. Um
0: yeah so, blank. <laughs> yeah so everybody black. Yeah. So everybody.
1: So that's on uh the table today. And yeah, so let's talk
0: about it um let's talk about it
1: yeah so let's talk about so i i i will say just for a little bit of context is we had been kicking some ideas around for uh what we would talk about today and initially we had been having a conversation about people we don't extend the benefit of the doubt to and we'll get into that in a bit and people that we do and why or why not and it, elic- it it's, um, sparked this whole conversation that to me, I thought was pretty fruitful. And the guys wanted to bring this uh, conversation from the group chat to our podcast. From the so, group chat
0: to the podcast. That, that should have been the, da- the daggone name of this podcast. Truth be told, all right, keep going, my bad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so so here we are. So what do you guys think about it? Um, so. So your initial thoughts on the benefit of the doubt and how we extend it, who we don't extend it to, or what do you wanna add even into the context of the conversation?
2: Yo, since we here, I'ma go in, right? I just, um, I'm jumping in here first. Yeah. I'ma be honest because of just sort of how my life is um, patterned out to be. Uh, a lot of mistrust, it's- yeah. Hard initially for me to extend the benefit of the doubt to white people, just in general, because I've noticed and matter of fact, Bradley Mason tweeted this um a couple days ago. He said, I worry that generally speaking, reform folk define racism and sexism so narrowly that they cannot include them. they cannot include them or their forebears but define marxism woke and feminism so broadly that everyone that um they disagree with in those areas fit those categories hey and that's I a bar th- yeah. for real and i and True. i i extend it not just from reform people but just our reform people i look at it's on both sides i've seen it from Big event evangelicals, I've seen it from non Christians, I've seen it from whoever
0: you see. Be Pacific,
2: <laughs> I've seen it from white people, okay, in every genre, category, however you want to slice that up. I've seen that, and so even now there's a distrust initially. This kind of like, well, what's your motive? You know what I'm saying? Are you yeah. trying to manipulate me in some way? Do you want me to just believe what you say because you said it because that's how my life has ex- historically been yeah, experienced? Yeah. Okay. I-
0: and that's really real. Um, I think one thing that's that's helpful, especially if, if when we focusing on the benefit of the doubt, we gotta be very clear about what we're talking about. When we say benefit of the doubt, it's that assumption um, that who you're talking to is operating in good faith, right? Yeah. That, that, that I can believe that your motives are pure in this conversation. And like the way we came together, because the three of us have not met in person, right? Like th- th- this was all born of Twitter for the most part. And there was almost a, a rapidly developed trust that that came. Um, and some of that happened happen to be from the fact that there's certain natural, natural assumptions that we uh attribute, ascribe to black people, right? Like oh, stuff. Really you can understand at least this much about me. Now, as to what you were saying with regards to like extending white people who benefited it out. And I need, I need y'all to, to hang with me. Cause this ain't about beating up on white people. This is about- At all,
2: explaining. I
0: love y'all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I, I, I love y'all wholeheartedly. White people, uh, I think something nice to say. Uh, Y'all yeah, make really good mayonnaise. So um, the, the, one of the things about the benefit of the doubt and the reason that we're trying to explain this is because we got to understand how we can overcome this thing because when we hesitate to extend the benefit of the doubt it's actually a barrier in community and relationships, right? And one of the things that I've, I've recognized happening in that regard with with cross-cultural discussions and things of that nature is I can't, I would be a fool to assume that everybody is operating in good faith. Like I would be a fool to extend that to people without doing enough investigation for the simple fact that there's been so many people who seem dead set on whenever I happen to espouse an opinion that differs from theirs significantly, instead of listening to me to understand my perspective, the automatic reflex is to discredit me and my perspective.
1: Why? I hear that.
0: Right. And because I've had that experience so many times, I got to exercise a little bit of caution. I got to exercise some wisdom. I got to exercise some discernment when it comes to having those conversations. Um, And I think, go ahead, go ahead, Robert. Yeah. What I, what I would
1: say, you know, and I've been thinking of this, I, I love that definition that you're using for us, that it's this presumption that, um, the person on the other end of of this communique or this relationship is is well intentioned. There seems to be this knee jerk reaction that we should, I would push back and say, why is it that we want community with everyone? Mm. There seems to be this notion in Christianity that we should want create community with everyone who has proven that there are people that have proven that they do not want community in the in the way that you would define community so for example there are people who would kill you murder you and rape you do we want community with that person now the uninitiated would say well yes i want to bless his soul well robert j would say I don't want to dwell <laughs> with that person. And so I think there seems to be almost that benefit of the doubt as you get older and as you become uh, more holy and sanctified, that it is almost a command of Jesus that we should, that it's it, it's there in the Greek and the Hebrew. Benefit of the doubt is a Christian teaching. And I would, I would push back, is it? Is Yo, it? It's
2: so funny that you Go say ahead. that. I'm sorry.
1: Go ahead. No, you're fine.
2: But one of the things that was really instilled in me when I got into reform theology is that because, because they are Christian, we should automatically assume the best of them. Ooh. And so we should automatically assume that because someone is a Christian, we reject anything that might be controversial about that person without proof.
1: Now, turn to your
2: neighbor and dab on them. Because, (laughs) and that's, that's why I was saying, it's part of the reason why it's hard for me to trust, because, I mean, we just look at the conception of America and how they were Christian, and we should assume the best of them but they wouldn't let us have this podcast.
0: I think it's important to recognize some of the language flips (laughs) we do um, in in the history of this country, because when we say we got to assume the best people because they're Christian, I'm really cautious about having that conversation without being very frank about the fact that for a long time, Christian was a synonym for white in this nation. So when we say like, oh, we have to assume the best about people because they're Christian, what they're really communicating, whether or not they realize it or not. And I should okay, what that has historically meant is what I should say was that we have to give the benefit of the doubt, or we have to assume the best of white people. Because if you look even back at old legislation from the 17th to 18th centuries, a lot of times it would draw a distinction between Christian People and Negroes, as if those are mutually exclusive categories. Right. Oh, um, and I think we got to be really important about that because, like you mm-hmm. said, Robert, there's this assumption that we should want community with everybody. And I'm I'm one of them dudes who I like I like to be a bridge, a bridge builder. Yes, But I don't want that to be mistaken as wanting community with everybody. I want community with those who have submitted themselves to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, which says that um, you are the source of my provision, my strength, my comfort, and all that stuff, because I can find community in, in other people who have that humble posture.
1: Yeah, yeah if, and Yeah, and I would say, I mean, to be honest, It's hard for me to access this conversation because I f- I feel like portions of this are are from s- portions of doctrine that I I've actively tried to uproot in my life, right? Because yeah. you know, like as we're th- as we're talking, I mean, you guys are you guys are preaching preaching about history, and as I survey both church history, as I survey world history, uh, I don't find, benefit of the doubt for who? Hmm. I don't-
2: For their benefit or yours? Yeah,
1: yes. (laughs) I I don't find mostly goodwill when I survey the history of mankind. I don't find an evidence for trusting humanity when I survey, (laughs) I don't find it there. And not, and so if we're gonna localize it, even to what we're saying, the church, do we find strong cases for trusting believers, even outside of just white supremacy? So even, okay, let's take Europeans aside. Are we finding a, and that's, (laughs) are we finding a, (laughs) are we finding I mean, just think about it. It all the way back to Jesus. Is there a strong case that church people have been the best people?
0: Hell no. Oh um, no. And so and
1: so and, and and so. What I would say is, and I guess my ultimate pushback is benefit of the doubt helpful as a phrase
0: even. Mm. Okay. So I think. Here's one of them things, and, I, and I'm trying to be very careful here because I don't want to seem like I am preaching or emphasizing or advocating for a theology of suffering at all. But what I do want to say, um, I think given the benefit of the doubt, I, I don't know how helpful of a phrase it is like, or beneficial with, with regards to your question, but with regards to understanding the concept. um. I try to look as much as possible at the, at the 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 recording of like how Jesus was operating in these moments. And you see that he doesn't assume the best of people or the best intentions in dialogue, right? Like there's this whole notion that, okay, if I'll give you an example. There's a difference between Nicodemus coming to check the record with Jesus at night behind closed doors and the Pharisees and religious leaders challenging him in the temple courtyards. Yeah. Like there, there, there is a difference between that. And I think Jesus was very cognizant of that. And then when you read the gospels and it talks about, uh, they asked Jesus this question nine times out of 10, when that question is in a public setting, it's not because they're looking for an answer. It's because they are trying to discredit Jesus. Yeah. So, so when I talk a benefit of the doubt, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about that exchange. Whereas uh, is Jesus going to answer their question as if they're asking it honestly, or is he going to address them as, as somebody who is adversarial in a sense? Right? So when I say it, um, it's almost, I don't want to say it's a neutral term. It's, it's, it's not describing something that we should, uh, pursue necessarily. It's something that, that exists. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Let me, let me highlight that. So this term is steeped. It's so steep. It's entrenched. And I, i am very uh for lack of a better term i've been this way my whole life i'm like i iconoclastic i always have been this way things that are considered holy we we have to do it this way do we ever have to use benefit of the doubt again ever determine itself? yeah
0: no nah. yeah all that' be done but stay black and die.
1: <laughs> True, because and and I, the reason why I ask that is just at least flipping it on this head because of what you're saying, and because I, of what Sam is bringing up.
2: Well, just because I think there's so much, um, it's such a nuanced position. I mean, just yeah. listening to the three of us to go back and forth about what benefit of the doubt look like, you know, what it is. Um. Who? How it's extended? What affects how we extend it? It's yeah. so nuanced. So yeah. I think even more than that, context is important, right? Like that. strive how to know so? a person's context. How um, so?
1: Give. It, tell me more. I mean, something just as simple as
2: instead of automatically pushing back, ask a question to see why they feel that way or where they might be coming from when they say this. Okay. You get what okay. I'm saying? Okay. Um, because I think for people okay. like me, who won't naturally extend the benefit of the doubt, any pushback, I'm gonna meet with pushback like, yo, you checking me, I'm checking you. You ain't checking nothing over here.
0: That's real, you're not gonna pull my card. I'm gonna pull your card. Right. Exactly.
2: You know what I'm saying? So. And it may not even be that way. And I think I recently had a conversation um, with somebody that ended up blocking me, but it is what it is. Um, Just for that same thing, right? Like they didn't understand what exactly, where exactly I was coming from. And I was denying the very thing that they kept accusing me of. And so it was just weird because I'm like, I'm going back and forth. i I ex- I extend you the benefit of the doubt because I've had conversations with you, and so I know where you're coming from regarding this position. But you can't you can't see where I'm coming from. Why? Wow,
1: well, like you've
2: not extended the benefit of the doubt to me. Why?
1: What if it's a spectrum? I just thought of this as you were talking. So I think benefit of the doubt is almost impossible to something both of you just said. Um, I can't know your context without knowing you, and I think benefit of the doubt is impossible without turning your brain off. Right? Or like you just listening. Yeah, like I th- I think it's it's almost impossible. <laughs> like, like it's impossible, but I think you can extend grace though cuz I'm thinking Ooh. something Trey said earlier like I think it's impo- like I cannot know Trey but the more I get to know him I can find out more of his context and I'm just like it's more clicking to me. I think what it I can do is not assume the worst about you.
0: Yeah. Right
1: so yeah. it's like a spectrum I think the phrase benefit of the doubt is, like, assume the best.
2: But I don't have to assume anything about you.
1: Yeah, yeah. and Or that I at least don't have to assume the worst. But right. a benefit of the doubt is, like, I assume Trey wants to bless me. I assume he's probably a good guy. You know. Sam G, yeah, 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 0727. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I I
2: see what you've done for other people. Yeah,
1: I see what you've done for (laughs) others. But I think that's impossible, right? Like, I don't... But something that I think, to be transparent with both of you, at least what brought us together to something Trey said, is we've had even run-ins individually, I think Trey and I, and then Sam and I. um, And uh, we're like... And I think for me personally, cause I, I tend to be the most tender hearted, I was like, ah, we probably not gonna be friends though. <laughs> uh,
0: uh.
1: Like, we probably not gonna be friends, but I didn't know your context though. Yeah, and yeah. then like each time though, I was surprised. It's like, oh, they're trying to walk in humility. That surprised me.
2: Yo, cause I'm gonna tell you something, Rob, and this don't happen with me often, but I was able to see, see my own self. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I really wanted to understand you. So I really tried to put myself in your shoes. And I was yeah. like, hey, dang, dang. that sounds like a real jerk. You know what I'm saying? And it was one of those moments where I was like, okay, so I'm tripping. So what should I have done and what can I do different in the future? but I, I wanted to cultivate a relationship with you because i already valued you you see what i'm yeah. saying
1: yeah and that surprised yeah. i mean because sam sam has talked to me reckless <laughs> 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 i mean this is before trailers are the biggest sam used to go out and be so reckless <laughs> I just
2: told y'all I'm rough around it. Hey, Sam used
1: to come at I me hope. like at my neck, like I was like so punk on the streets. Like, so but like- I'm just
2: direct. Like I wasn't trying to like punk you, and I, and that's the thing I hate about text is.
0: Um, hey, but scales is falling off though, because chat is chat is right like. Okay. So the first, I think the first like run in that, that me and you had Robert was over my use of a term um, in, in a way that I didn't necessarily mean or intended and you perceived it rightfully. So like rightfully when I want to understood where you come from, I understood all of your anger and everything, but it was just a difference in how I intended the term and how you perceived the term. And even just now you're talking about the benefit of the doubt. You talked about that means that like the benefit of the doubt is that we assume the best in someone. Typically, if I, like without the benefit of the doubt, if, if I do not extend that to you, the way I use the term, I'm assuming the worst of you, um, because I, I live in this weird paradox, right, where I'm, I, I love Jesus and therefore I love people who are made in the image of God. But at the same token, I ascribe to human depravity. I believe that like we are raggedy apart from. Mm-hmm. chasing pursuing living in god's grace meaning that like, if you come at me sideways i'm God going me to hands. assume yeah. now I'm, I'm not it's not that like okay like I'm, s- I'm, I'm, I'm gonna either extend the best of you or or, or, or express or uh, ex- assume the best of you no if if i don't see grace immediately i'm going to assume the worst of you i'm going <laughs> to assume that you are a secret agent of satan like yeah. that's, I that's where you. i'm at right sense. now so I think that that was like a really important that that you clarify that definition because even in that one little nuance, we have two completely different views of the term, right? Yeah. And, and now I understand if you say that the benefit of the doubt means that I am going to assume the best of you. When me, I hear benefit of the doubt, it means I'm not going to assume the worst of you, which is a subtle, but very important distinction.
1: Yeah, I think for me, and, and this is kind of to, to Sam's point earlier, I think and in, in he ascribed it uh, in, in his earlier point uh, to fears and hurts from white people. And I have those two, and we'll, 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 get, we'll say that in a minute because uh, I want to localize some of those. I, I, I have fears and hurts with people in general. So I don't assume the best about people. Um, I did as a younger man, uh, I'm a jaded man now. I don't assume the best about people because um, human beings are walking around <laughs> um, I um, it, being people. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like, you know, and I was thinking this earlier is like we don't parent our kids to assume the benefit of the doubt. And so we don't. We right. parent our kids to assume the worst. Mm-hmm. We do. Uh, although we send them mixed signals play with Johnny he's a good boy don't trust that man because he's a stranger assume evil intent stranger danger bad 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 mommy's good (laughs) and we send them all these signals but then in the church we do this weird thing everyone under the blood to Sam's point They are good people. (laughs) They're such good people. And that's weird. And so what I want saying it. Yeah, yeah. And I wanna say I don't think it's healthy because there's a discernment piece Mm. that I think it robs us of. And there's dissonance that builds up and there's a disembodiment that happens.
0: is absolutely unhelpful. It is It is counterintuitive for the simple fact that if it is made known that by mere virtue of claiming to be a part of this church, I, you earn the benefit of the doubt from these people. The, mes- the message that you're communicating to people who are depraved or of, of, of unsound and unstable minds is that the moment I joined this organization, I now have cover because they have to, they have been trained mm. to assume the best of me. And I think that's very important. They exactly, say that, yeah. Right, so, so so, when when we have this whole conversation about the benefit of the doubt, like it's gonna sound jarring to some people listening to this, but I'm like, no, I should not give you the benefit of the doubt until you earn it for the fact that, well, that's that's dangerous, that is, that is you are opening the gateway for all sorts of abuse and harm to happen to people if we do not treat or or, or train people to To guard against that harm, so the idea that oh, we have to trust everybody who claims Christ, like no, that doesn't make any sense. Because guess what, Satan knew the scriptures too, and that's why right. he took Jesus to the mountaintop and started quoting them, trying to trying to trip him up. No, you need to you need to exercise some discernment. That is a gift of the Spirit for a reason.
2: For sure, yeah. I, I I don't want it to get lost though, and and y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. We're not saying that we shouldn't engage others in meaningful or thoughtful conversation. Yeah. It's not what we're saying. At least that's not what I'm saying. That's not what
0: I'm (laughs) saying. But at the same (laughs) token, I'm doing an issue of warning that like, I can't assume that the conversation you want to have with me is thoughtful and meaningful. (laughs) And that's the the crux of it to me because- And yeah,
2: I mean, like the elephant in the room, it's election time. racial justice and tensions in america there's so much on the table especially when you think cross-culturally there's a yeah. lot on the table there um i mean even within our own communities there's things but you know i don't really like the air out there, dirty laundry <laughs> yeah, true. um but it, yeah i think there's there's got to be a balance to that and
0: yeah. Let, me, let me crystallize Let me give you a solid example of what I'm talking about. So a few weeks back, I, I put out this little mini thread and I was talking about how um, we have to stop giving airtime to people who use woke as a pejorative because what they really mean in many cases is like when, when they when they use woke as a pejorative, that is a substitute for the term uh, N-word lover is what I said. I put the little asterisks and everything because I ain't trying to get put in Twitter jail. I said that and the vast majority of people understood where I was coming from, but the people who did not, or maybe they understood they just didn't like where I was going with it, they got loud and they would sit there and sometimes ask questions like, oh, what do you mean? Do you have a scripture citation for that? and The tone, I can tell that they were not asking that question genuinely, because I can take you to scripture and point how like, no, this is a dangerous thing we're going. I can take you to scripture and talk about how that's a road to apostasy. When you use that word against somebody who is claiming Christ and trying to share the love of Christ in in a pejorative fashion, I, I can show you, but the way they asked it was such that they were trying to delegitimize my witness. I'm under no compulsion. To have an honest or meaningful conversation with you on those grounds,
2: absolutely. But but when you take that word away from them, you're taking away their ability in their mind and in their community, whatever that community is—reform, big evil, whatever—to uh, delegitimize you off rip. Because once you get labeled as woke or Marxist or whatever, at that point. Anything you say from here on now is devalued.
1: Precisely. No I, matter how
2: much scholarship you have, every degree gonna go out the door and they put you where they want you.
1: Precisely. Can I can can we talk about just for a moment about the benefit of the doubt or not towards I will I'll localize it a bit towards uh white people on social media since you're
0: using that uh, example thoughts on it. all right That's what's what' it's what, I'm, it's what I'm gonna say, right, here. and it's gonna sound. I, white people, I apologize. I love you dearly from the bottom of my of my, of really my sanctified do. heart. I do. Real. This is us. This is the three black Man podcast. This, so you're you know, here because you wanted. love
1: us. Right. Yeah. We love you. So this man. is that bridge building time. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Y'all retweeted them roast. Yeah, retweeted so good so gird thy loins. Yeah. We're, here. Man. we're 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 fellowshipping dancing. It's together. all love.
2: I promise you. I promise you. We love y'all from the bottom of our hearts, man.
0: But this is what I'm gonna say on that. I do not extend the benefit of the doubt to any white person who engages me on social media until they give me reason to. Now, precisely, I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna make you jump through hoops or anything of the sort. If you come respectfully in our first interaction, I will respond in kind. That is how that occurs. But there are certain parts of me that I will keep guarded. There are certain elements of me that until I recognize that you are coming to dialogue instead of monologue, right? Like uh, until I, I, you, I see that you're coming from uh, or seeking an exchange of ideas and seeking to understand my perspective, I'm not gonna share too much with you because there's this um, thing, I, I joke about it sometimes, but I don't even know if it's their fault, but American white males are bred to believe that their perspective ought to outweigh the perspective of, just about everybody else. So often- Is that what
2: you learned when you change the AVI for an hour?
0: (laughs) That is, (laughs) absolutely. When I was John Calvin for an hour, I found this out wholeheartedly. (laughs) It was, it was tense. It was intoxicating. But in that moment, here's what I'm gonna say. Like, um, there's this thing where I will have a conversation and without even knowing it, a lot of times people end up taking a professorial tone towards me, acting like they can teach me something. I'm like, you- don't know anything about me. I make it a, a practice of not including degrees or credentials in my bio, cause it's none of your business, but it would be wise of you to assume until I give you a reason not to believe so, that, that I might know a thing or two. And for that reason, I'm very guarded until I recognize that you are operating in humility as I do, because I don't pretend to know everything. If I'm if I'm like, I'm not gonna go and speak on LGBTQ issues authoritatively, because I don't know. Right. So when 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 certain white people come to me and want to talk about things I need to talk about, like if I want to talk to you about how the electoral college is racist and you want to teach me about, no, actually the three feels compromised. Like, why are you <laughs> assuming I don't know this? <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> so until you give me a reason to believe that you are, are operating in humility and willing to listen to what I have to say, like, no, I'm, I'm not going to give you that benefit I, of the I doubt. I
1: feel you. I, I big for you, Sam. What do you think?
2: Um, I mean, anybody that I see that wants to make any human rights issue um, political, bro, I'm not going to take you seriously. I, I can't because we're talking about human rights issues. Bro, before politics, human rights, like we don't need to legislate. We You can't legislate human rights. It's a human right. Oh. so that i any if i look at your profile and i see that you're making it political nah i'm not see I mean, that's the that funny I thing learned from rob
0: Because you say you can't legislate a human right. This is America. That that's what we're built on. Literally, like the United States of America would not exist if we did not include the right to legislate human rights in that original document. And the fact is, and I don't say that like like, correct or nothing. That's not what I'm doing here. What I'm saying is if I have that conversation and your immediate reaction is to sit there and correct me and be like, no, they had to do a compromise. Like, no, listen to the words I'm actually saying. Because (laughs) because at the end of the day, like if, if if like you say, if if your whole goal is to politicize human rights what that tells me is that you are more wedded to the american ethos than you are critical examination of anything you believe Bro, people
2: okay. act like all men are created equal because the constitution says so and not because of the imago day
0: oh that's that plate that's a
1: bar Hit that cash I, out. that's a whole bar i know <laughs> i here's the thing I, I very much agree with both of you I don't extend the benefit of the doubt to my white uh, sisters and brothers online simply because they have proven untrustworthy Dude. as a collective. I was now, gonna say, not I,
2: specifically. Yeah, and that, that might feel not harsh. Not all white people.
1: Not all white people. <laughs> not, not all white. You crossed that. the line, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, now listen, now sin is collective. Sin uh-huh. is communal and judgment is communal. And just as we teach children to protect themselves from harm, um, the marginalized have to shield themselves from harm when they have been in harm's way for a long amount of time. So I, as a black man who sit at the intersection of some interesting uh, marginalization, I see an experience harm both in my actual life, in real life and online. Some of the meanest, foulest people online are Christians, white Christians. Now I know that's a hard word to hear. I told you to gird your loins. And I know you might feel not me, not my church. And I don't even know if it's not your church because you're a white Christian. So you might not think it's your church. But if I spend a day there, I might tell you your church is trash. So what I would say is I don't extend the benefit of the doubt to you as an individual until you have proven otherwise. And that might feel harsh, but that is what it is. And part of repentance, restoration, and walking in newness of life Is you restoring that good works that have been prepared for you beforehand to restore the relationship that has been broken down. So we need a soundboard
2: with an (laughs) organ
1: with
0: the air (laughs) on the and
2: part of we supposed to play shout music and get the collection after
1: (laughs) part of reconciliation is doing the works necessary and slowing things down enough to do your individual work and collective work to repair the breach. And that might feel harsh. You individual white woman, you individual white man to say, I don't want to do that. I just want to slide through. Well, I am sorry, hashtag, but I'm not sorry because you are coming in the line of maybe you're a reformed man and you're like, I'm the one person that's not a jerk. Sorry. There are a lot of you on this internet who are being jerks. And so you need to come through and reconcile and heal that's that
0: that's the actual fact and it sounds harsh when you say it like that, but let let me let me paint a little picture and tell you why that actually makes sense right if I were to walk into your church right now with a red flannel shirt on and some jeans with a red bandana hanging out the back of of, of my pants um and and a red uh uh cincinnati reds cap on and everything you would rightfully reason that i was a member of the blood gang right now that might make you feel uncomfortable in that moment and i could say like no i don't do none of that stuff you thinking about but based upon uh, enough of the information you had you would reasonably be a little uh, operate a little cautiously so some people are automatically going to uh attribute all sorts of negative traits to us, saying things like that but at the same time it, it there's a certain level of wisdom in being able to discern uh <laughs> like, like the fact that we america has told us a lot that we get to be judged individually all the time right <laughs> and that's and not a thing. I,
1: Yeah, and I think what's what what people who know me, they know I'm loving, they know I'm giving. A, a lot, all three of us, they know we are. The sad part is the world has shaped us that we have to be this way to not extend that to be able to freely live in a world where we can be vulnerable and right. to be able to live unhindered. And- so Like they know us, they see us interacting with white people all day. They see us loving, they see us sharing resources, they see us letting them in our lives to an extent. Yeah, they posted our family
2: members. Yeah, yeah. They (laughs) see, I mean, you
1: see us all day. I mean, you can see us on Twitter all day, almost every day, extending love and grace and care. Absolutely. I think the sad part to wanna to part of Trey's point is. There is something that is lost, though, because of what has been stolen from us by we cannot give the benefit of the doubt
0: mm. because And because of
1: the world that has shaped us. Go ahead. And,
2: and I was going to say it really shouldn't be controversial um, that you would say that you don't extend the benefit yeah. and why <laughs> um, I'm going to give an anecdote. So, um my, my youngest daughter is 18 months. She's walking. Yeah. And so we go for walks every day, twice a day. And uh, before I leave, my wife always looks at me to make sure that I don't appear hostile in my presentation. Mm. I have locks. I got dreadlocks. She told me um, several times when they're not pulled back, back in a ponytail because it makes you look less hostile she wants people to give me the benefit of the doubt Wow! despite all those other people that i might look like and what they may or may not do but to extend it to me Mm. and unfortunately historically that don't happen to us and so it shouldn't be controversial because we're literally just giving them their energy
0: back. Oof. Oof.
2: I mean, it's oh, heavy, but I mean, that's the reality of the world that we live in. That's why we got this podcast, yeah. right? Like that's, Trey, you got goals. You got you got a grill. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? You're not a small dude. You look tall. So like, you know what I'm saying? So you understand. I mean, even you, Rob, like you from Chicago. You're mm-hmm. a black man from Chicago, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure we deal with that every day in some yeah, way or another.
0: We could, we could do a whole episode on just giving anecdotes about the time where the benefit of For the doubt real? clearly was not extended to us. Clearly. And maybe one day, maybe one day we will, cause y'all really don't be believing us. Like when we speak in generality, so I'm gonna have to go through like point by point, but I think that's a very prescient point you just made because a lot of times, people expect a benefit of the doubt extended to them that they have not yet made a practice of extending themselves.
2: E. coli. E. coli.
0: E. K. O. C. I'm talking about yellow boys. <laughs> All right, <I> <laughs> so, oh, sure. But they're, they're like, I- I've, I've been speaking this whole time about. uh extending the benefit of the doubt without even thinking about whether or not that same privilege has been afforded us right because like i, I talk in terms of how people approach me but when i think about it that that person approached me in in public for that honor challenge Hasn't really exp- extended me the benefit of the doubt either, because if they were, what they would do is they would go to Nicodemus route instead of the 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 Pharisee in the Temple courtyard route. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if if the benefit of the doubt were extended in the first place, you you could have DM me or hit me in in the replies instead of quote tweeting me or whatever it is. But I think that's 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 super real the fact that like yo why is the onus to 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 issue the benefit of the doubt in an unwise fashion when people have already shown that they're not willing to yeah. do the same yeah
1: let me let me uh ask this and then um i want sam to ask his question and um get the replies to that I um I, well i want to say this um and then sam asks his question um so I did this experiment uh, some months back. I took out all of the credentials um, out of my bio to see how people would move towards me, um, especially white white people interacting with me for the first time, and it was very very intriguing. <laughs> the two uh, Trey's point. Um, the amount of condescension. I mean, there's a general condescension on um, that professorial tone that you talked about, Trey, is already real. I mean, it could be anything I that I'm already even an expert in. Um that people will really be schooling you on. It's like, bruh, you relax. <laughs> but that literally intensified and magnified. I took it out actually for two months. And the amount of disrespect on disrespect that I got when I was a quote unquote, nobody. When I was just a normal brother on Twitter.
2: I heard if you change the AVL, I'll let it change.
1: I know, yeah, yeah. (laughs) God bless you. No, and it was so intriguing that when people just thought I was just a regular black dude, the way that people perceived my tone that people perceived my level of education, the way that people perceived the way that I was coming at topics was wild. I mean, it was actually, it was intriguing. I mean, I just took notes because it was, I normally got um, perceived as being way too aggressive, even though I'm like, my thoughts of myself, I'm the least aggressive person. Um but um I'm like wow this is wild. Um but then when I put back all of those credentials my like followers like went up by like uh 1500 people. Um like and it was wild. I'm like wow, all these people, people with blue checks started coming, they're like, wow, all these people started retweeting my stuff. And I'm like, wow. This I'm
0: about is... to change my bio, hold on now. Yeah, <laughs> and no, it was just wild. And I'm like,
1: I'm not saying anything I wasn't saying when the when I didn't have credentials in my bio.
0: Huh.
1: Wow. So, but yeah, so that that's just something to think about because we are talking about giving it to others and then yeah. talking about, it the benefit of the doubt not being extended to us so you've just listened to this uh, gem of a conversation and what are your thoughts what resonates for you now listening listening back that maybe you didn't have the language for when you first heard it and hey props to new listeners if this is your first time listening to the episode um The thing that comes up for me is this question of what is our responsibility, collectively, individually, particularly as people of faith, to the world, right? Like what responsibility do we have to creation, to the created order, right? What responsibilities do we have to other human beings, And I think as a person of faith, I have heard a lot of messaging that revolves itself around dominionism, around uh, converting people to ideas. And I think that that has a link with this notion of benefit of the doubt, right? And as we talked about in the episode, it is hard to extend benefit of the doubt, even across ethnic lines, when uh, there has been massive abuses, right? And I think as a person of faith, I have been given this message that I should dominate someone with weaker beliefs than me. And how can I truly extend benefit of the doubt then, right? So it's it's almost benefit of the doubt and sometimes the Christian messaging, uh, they diverge paths, <laughs> right? I think personally it is our responsibility as people of faith to walk in love and light with one another to reason together in ways that bring about thriving and wholeness and that is a part that is across party lines that's across ethnic lines that's across gender lines and in order to do that it does not mean that i must shut my mind off that i must give benefit of the doubt to everyone i see Uh, I don't think that's required still, you know, all these these years later, I still don't believe that's required. What I can do is believe in the the, the goodness of the Imago Dei that we are created in the image of God. And I can allow the possibilities of futures with people without making myself foolish, right? I don't have to remain neutral, but I can have a hopeful expectation at least that's something i'm working towards right so benefit of the doubt it's something that i still cringe when i hear it (laughs) i don't extend it except for in my intimate relationships with people who have proven little by little or slowly by slowly as i like to say that it is something that they desire that is something that they want to have right so amen amen
0: We appreciate you rocking with us for another episode of Three Black Men. Here's the part of the show where we ask a favor from you. Now, earlier, I mentioned a couple of ways that you can support us by joining our community over at patreon.com slash three black men. We have multi-tiered support options and you can get bonus content. If you don't want to do that, you can submit a one-time contribution by finding us on PayPal at threeblackmenpodcast at gmail.com. But we ain't here to tap your pockets. Here's a few ways that you can help us out without spending a single dime. You can stop what you're doing right here, right now, and make sure that you've left us a review and a rating. Don't just give us the five stars. Go ahead and write out how much you love this show and tell everybody about it. Do it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you at. Make sure you leave that rating and a review, and that's going to help even more people join the fun over here. Thank you so much. I knew God loved you for some reason.